if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hired this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going on Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did hello and welcome to get schooled with Marcella Alonzo. Today, my special guest is Ona Artis. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so glad you came on. I'm so happy to have you. Please introduce yourself. Uh, tell, uh, tell my audience a little bit about yourself um, and who you are and how you got started in the industry. And the special reason I chose you, because we were talking about this before the podcast, because uh, you know, Ona artist is originally an artist and, um, I've always admired her work and all the, you know, the, the effort she has put into her content. She used to be in New York city and she has some beautiful, uh, social media, but she's also very artistic and I'd love for her to share more about yourself. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be on. Thank you for having me. Um, and I've loved listening to your past episodes. Thank I you. am excited to listen to the rest that I haven't mm-hmm. yet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just very inspiring. Um, so I started off doing ballet in like high school. And then I started doing modern dance in college. And I moved to New York. And I was trying to pursue a career in modern dance. and. Um, that's like a really difficult thing to do. You don't get paid much, you know, everything's expensive in New York, whatever. I started actually working on the back end of a website, um, processing photos. And that was my first introduction to online, I guess it's porn to online content. I literally had never seen it before until I started doing this, except for girls gone wild. That was like the one thing I'd seen, but then, um, actually engaging in it, was like through, um, being basically an admin of a website. And so, um, I then, uh, at the time, uh, so I started then doing more visual work. So I considered my work prior to be more performance art based. And then I started doing more visual work. Um, and I got a kind of crazy idea, um, which is called naked therapy. Um, and I did naked therapy for quite a while, um, pretty intensively. Um, and it went very viral in the news. Um, I thought of it in the art context, we would call it something like social practice art. So you're doing art, but with like a real, like a community, a real community of people. So not like an art audience, but like real people. Um, but it also was just naked therapy um, done by Skype or 
yeah, yeah, I guess then it was Skype. <laughs> um, so, and then I was like, I liked it. I liked it, but you know, it was very private because therapy is very private and I wanted to be able to use material, the material that I had in my artwork more publicly. So, um, that's when I went and got my MFA in art at Parsons. It was, um, I was, while I was kind of knew about art I didn't have an official education in it so that was nice in some ways and not nice in others um and that's when I started my own artist project it, it actually started as an art project I wanted to it was at the time of basically the big hoo-ha about uh Richard Prince and how he was appropriating and um at the time I guess it was Instagram artists and um I was just really interested in this idea of being both the artist and the model. Um, so being able to appropriate my own images into my work. And I was doing that as both artist and model. And then I was like, oh, I want to do it as an artist and a celebrity, actually. So be able to appropriate my own image as a celebrity. And I used to call it the celebrity, what well, I do call it the celebrity project, Um So that started, I had no idea what it was going to be. I had no social media. I had no skills at any social media really at all. (laughs) I had only done Facebook, um, you know, as like a personal user. Um, and so what happened was Instagram was very welcoming to me and they just like, my content did really well. The, the growth was incredible. And I was like, wow, Instagram, this is awesome. And that got me, um, into, basically doing just a private pay site first and then only fans uh when the pandemic hit <laughs> was mm-hmm. fans and i actually hadn't realized what an incredible money making opportunity only fans was um until i started doing it i was like wow i have been missing out on this um so yeah so that was a few years ago now 2020 um and then i also started my coaching business so i now coach models and i think my angle with it really is aesthetics which is like to make really beautiful content that's going to get natural growth on all the platforms basically um to like reach an audience and then to like typically take them over to your only fans if they want to see more content and so that's been so fun just the community models so that's my long answer to your question wow so the naked therapy this was like not like webcam but like video calls yes that's right so one-on-one Skype like we're doing right now Skype one-on-one Skype calls and how did you market yourself back then before if you weren't using like a typical cam how did like how did you do? I didn't know this about you. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, um, yeah, I did it under a different name. So at the time mm-hmm. I was very anonymous about it and I didn't mm. at all link to my art name or anything. Right. And that I've changed. So it was under the name, Sarah White, the naked therapist. Mm-hmm. The amazing thing was I did no marketing except for one press release. And that press release was picked up by first the thrillist and then like the daily news and then the New York post. And it just basically went everywhere. And so I never had to do marketing for it. It really did it. Itself. Wow. Yeah. I wish I'd had a OnlyFans then because then I would have <laughs> yeah, made a lot of. Wow. So you just, um, you just came up with this concept all by yourself independently. Um, and you hired a PR person or you just got like a, you I were just did one press release. It was one press PR release. Person. Wow. Yeah. It was like at PR Newswire. You just like 
pay something, they do a press release. I mean, I think that the media was a lot more friendly back then to yeah. this thing. And now I don't think it would be possible. Now, now it's overkill. Yeah. It, it's yeah. really overkill. You've got every, yeah. you know, mom's sister and cousin right. on OnlyFans and every yeah. it's, it's overkill. But back yeah. then I could see mm-hmm. how that would get a lot of traffic. And yeah. then the concept of it, that's unique. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the idea is it's a form of talk therapy done by mm-hmm. webcam during which the therapist and or a client gets naked. And that nakedness is used to facilitate unique client insights. So the idea is that especially for a man who's so visual, just being able to feel free to express anything that comes to mind and not feel restricted, because there's often this thing with men where they're like, um, I just want to see you naked. So instead of as a therapist saying, no, you can't, I can say, okay, cool. <laughs> Let's do that. Oh, wow. It's pretty it's like cool. A, yeah. It's a, it, there's different ways people have done different things. And that's, I, I didn't know you did that. I was very unique. It is very, very fun. Yeah. And I, you know, I, it, yeah, it was just really fun and I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Now, when you, started you said uh you started and when did you start Instagram when you first started everything 2015 was when I really started mm, okay 2015 it started to really grow in 2016 is when it started you know at first mm. I was like pretty much everyone else who I <laughs> or a lot of people will say and I said it too I was like oh this is stupid you can't grow how do these people grow blah 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 and then I, that's what I said the first time I kind of looked at it but then I gave it some time and really learned how it worked and then it it did grow. yeah the early days of Instagram with some of the pictures when it was it was meant to be for pictures and more mm-hmm. art and artistic yeah. so you use that background Mm-hmm. And the first pay site, did you use a Patreon? Is it? No, I actually built my own site. So I actually built wow. all my own websites and I mm-hmm. love, love doing it. Um, so I just built my own website. Um, so yeah, it was just using CC bill and WordPress. Wow. Build the site. And you had no prior anything of adult, like no ex- prior experience, nothing. That's right. What I did have though, is I did end up meeting some people who did have experience with online websites. And so they could kind of tell me what the possibility was. Um, So that was, I would not have been able to do it without that. Oh, okay. So that's all right. They opened up the door for you. And then what were your thoughts when you first saw this (laughs) in this world? Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think back to like my first time processing photos. I, hey, you know, the website I worked for, I think all the girls were European um, mm-hmm. or Eastern European, you know, so it felt so far away and almost like foreign. So I was just kind of like, wow, what is it just looked really wild to me. Um, but they did feel like there were a lot of like shapes to it for sure. And uh, um, I've become, and I also, um, I've become super interested in the color and the touch-up process for the photos. I didn't really like how that website did it, but what I've learned, I feel like through Instagram is how to make photos look like Instagram candy is what I call and it. And pop and pop. Yes, that's right. Exactly. And pop out. Yeah. Cause you're, you do a good job of that. You do make photos pop in your, uh, 
your IG. Yeah, you do make Thank a you. good, good um, difference. Wow. So you built your own site. Mm-hmm. You got into everything like on your own. So everything was just self-learned. Yeah, that's right. No community, nobody else. Nothing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I had some sex worker friends in New York, but most of them did in-person work more than online work. So um, I actually felt pretty lonely until I finally got into the coaching and the te- and like starting to um, network with models on Telegram. And then I realized there's this whole big world of it. Um, and that was really exciting for me. Yeah, no, no. I felt uh, for me personally, like I remember I the best form of sex work where I got like that support in that community was when I was a stripper. Mm. Because you would walk in, right. you would have all these girls, everybody was there. Mm. And um, I got on Telegram before the pandemic. Mm. And I was like, wow, there's there's a lot of people. Cause I just started getting on. I was I was doing the whole yeah. OnlyFans thing. And I knew a lot of people that were in person and all sorts of sex workers in my one of my best friends is she did porn and I knew she, she was doing stuff. But then when I discovered, like, it was like, wow, there is a lot of people into this. And at first telegram was cool because it was like that community that you needed that support Mm -hmm. and to learn other ideas. Then it got like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) How, how is it crazy now? How would you describe that? (laughs) I can't even go on telegram. I'm like, I can't, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's, and what I think is, it went from people being like a community, but I'm in a couple groups right now that are like, I'm in the Sex Panther group from the, the owners of Sex Panther. And, um, but I just noticed everybody is selling something. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, okay. What we lost the, yeah. the, 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 the true art form of it. You know what I mean? The, yeah. The sharing the basic tips and all that, you know what I mean? And I, I agree with that. Yeah. And I try it. And that's something like, cause I feel like with my coaching, since I do charge for it, I feel like sort of bad for it, but then I'm like, well, I shouldn't feel bad because I don't have the time for it otherwise, basically. But I do try to always give away a good amount of like free basic information for people so that if they want to get started, they they can on their own. Right. But, and you do that too, I feel like, which is really awesome. Yeah. You have to give, give a little bit before you, but you do now with the coaching, cause you have really, um, you've done a great job with your IG. You've done a great job with every social media you've been on. Um, what brought you to want to coach from there? Cause you, your Instagram now is, I haven't looked at it lately. Sorry. How many million? 5.4 million. 5.4. And you've managed to um, not get in trouble, which is the big, this is the big (laughs) obstacle, the big hurdle. Yes. And I do have a free masterclass. So a free class for anybody who wants to hear about how to not get on trouble, not get in trouble on Instagram. So that I share for free because I want people to be able to be on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I always really, in terms of not getting in trouble, kind of played on the line of it and my account does get shadow banned and, or has been historically at times shadow banned. So I didn't always fully succeed, but, um, overall I never tried to break the rules. I always wanted to follow the rules, but wanted to be creative. So I, um, have a very, actually, at least, especially when I was creating, um, all my content for that, 
kind of naturally small, like small boobs, basically is what I'm trying to say. So I had to be really, I had to think of other things than, um, then I, I had to be like really kind of full body and creative. And there aren't many big models who are really, in, who are came through Instagram with small boobs, um, who are big. So I feel yeah. like success of sorts. Um, and I think that's just all because of sort of the artistic attention. Yeah. And you, with the outfits, I just get amazed because mm-hmm. I feel like some of your photos, fo- like I see other models and I'll see the same photo and I'll be like, oh, they have that photo over and over again. Yeah. I will notice it. But with you, every photo, <laughs> how do you do that? Every photo looks so different. Um, well, I've taken a lot of content, I guess, and I have a real ethic against it looking the same. So I like to just have, um, so, so now it's just cause I've shot a lot of content at the beginning. I would say I would just mix up shoots and I would always be aware of the idea that the, the, of the feed and make sure that there's a diversity of poses, angles, uh, just kind of how close up it is. Like, I like it to look different because I think that just is more intriguing to look Yeah, at. you, 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 out of all people I know, whenever I see a photo of you, wherever, <laughs> it's always a different, I never, I'm like, how does she not recycle? Like, because after a yeah. while, schedules yeah. are hard. It's yes. just, yes. yes. The content making is hard. It's I've like, actually just started recycling photos, but that's, mm-hmm. it, this is, you know, how many years I've been doing it now for like eight years. So, wow. so it's funny. Cause now I kind of come back to some of the early photos that I touched up and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I could redo it. And if I had time or maybe someday I will redo it, but, um, or, you know, just like brighten the color and stuff like whatever. Uh, so I am starting to repeat a little bit now, Oh, but okay. I did it, I... but I didn't for like eight years. <laughs> You, you win that award with me with the most, because I can never find any photo of you. Now you have done um, art shows, right? Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I remember I saw something like, where is it? Where is it? Mm-hmm. You're like, it's not in New York. <laughs> and I was oh like, oh, yeah, I know. Not. Yeah. It was in LA, the most recent one. Yes. Yeah. So tell us about your art shows, because I think that is what is so different and mm-hmm. unique. No other person I know has been this smart and creative the way you has tell us about your art shows and and what the public how it is with the people that are not in sex work how are their Mm -hmm. reactions and everything yeah yeah that's a a great question so I mean my sort of uh for some reason and I'm still kind of like why (laughs) because it Mm -hmm. seems like it would be a lot easier in a way not to be so into art um I've really been into the art world, the whole, just like the selling my work as art um, through galleries and I guess mainly galleries. Um, That's been like, in a way, my primary goal since 2011, probably since I really started getting into this. Um, I think um, the reaction is is very mixed. So I feel like I've faced a lot of, in a way, ostracization. <laughs> That's not the right word, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just a lot of people not liking me for it. Um, and while some people like it, but like, so for example, I, I met with basically who I would consider probably the best fit for my work in terms of an art, a really a big art dealer, like anybody, people constantly tell me I should talk to this guy. And he just said, well, you know, 
I like your work, but the art world is too conservative. So mm. basically he would lose his job or <laughs> so I don't know what he was worried about, but like, he just, he, it, it, what he didn't feel he could deal it or he could share it or represent it. So it's weird because the art world presents itself as being very open-minded, but in reality, it's not very open-minded. It's very obviously market-driven and um, anything that's seen as sexy is, well, actually I would say even more, anything that's seen as heterosexy is practically immediately not in- it is seen as like not artist, not art. Like some people just see that as exclusionary. So like if it's sexy, it's not art or heterosexy, it's not art. So that's like a big stigma that I face in my work and that I like, am constantly coming into. Um, And, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, sex sells and whatever. But like, in fact, in the art context and the fine art context, doing sexy work is less likely to get your work out there. So I've hit a lot of roadblocks there, but fortunately I have the income from my OnlyFans and stuff, which I use to support my art practice. Um, So I've really just gone that way. And then I'm like, well, fine, I'll make my own money and I'm going to keep making the kind of art I want to make. Because I think it's like very contemporary. It's very online, very digital friendly. And I I think the work is good. I like making it. I'm obsessed with making it. So I feel like if I can keep making it, I was on discord and there was like this bot question. that was like, where do you see yourself in 20 years? And I was like, you know, maybe in 20 years, like I'll have my like MoMA retrospective or something. Mm -hmm. Like I think I need to get old or something. So it's just, it's weird how much censorship there is there. No, that's true for women. Women. There's so much prejudice for women. I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Where if it's a man, it really is like a man's world sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a shame that, um, but you have got these beautiful pictures of Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Um, people put in their house, all these, because uh, you're, you're all your photos that I've seen are very much done in taste, mm. very tasteful. Yeah. All, you know, a lot of content creators that I've seen, you have a lot of, uh, not layers of clothing. You have a style <laughs> going <laughs> You have a style about you that, uh, you know, the clothes are on and everything is covered at the right place. Mm-hmm. Just perfect. Um, but it's just a shame that that's how society is, especially towards sex work. And I've noticed whatever, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I was just saying to you beforehand, I really think it's true that sex workers are like the last group of people who are legally discriminated against. So it's legal to discriminate against a sex worker and say, and it's happened to me many, many times. It's like, Oh, we're not including you because you're a sex worker or, and I'm sure you've had people on who have, they've been kicked out of their banks. Obviously PayPal hates us. Even if we're selling, you know, adult content through there, you still can't really have a PayPal and, you know, just, it goes, the list goes on and on. So yeah, to me, I just, it's very frustrating. And it's also, it's just not, and nobody recognizes or appreciates it. I feel like unless they're in sex work, but no one outside of sex work, or at least no one who's making a difference is like making a change. So. Another thing I don't like that they stigmatize sex workers is some people, they want to gouge us. Yeah. And um, when I was trying to start doing podcasts, I contacted, I remember like a producer and he quoted me $500 a show. 
to do it from my house. And I was like, what? And, and um, it, I've had that gouging. That's the only reason I don't like to say I'm a sex worker. Like other than that, I'm proud, but they mm-hmm. also think that we make so much money, yeah. but they don't realize the realities of the overhead that we have to pay. Yeah. Similar yeah. to a hairdresser or makeup yeah. artist, yeah. you know, the, the money or... we make. Yeah. They have a lot of overhead yeah. too. So people don't, re- they think that we make all this money and then they could gouge us. Right. Then, and, th- and that's so not, true. yeah, you ain't going to get any. And what I do is you just won't get my business ever again. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's such a shame because yeah. uh, the way society treats us as a whole. Yeah. Now, I wanted to talk about your coaching. Um, on Telegram, I'll never forget you brought up the, the way to, sh- uh, what was it? The, the lives. You were like the only person you brought up the most sensible way to grow. On te- remember when you, when you had people doing lives and you made the. Oh, the lives. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you were. You brought attention to that. Yeah. Like you're not just trying to coach and oh, come in here and not say anything. Yeah. Presented rooms. Yeah. You know, marketing rooms, networking groups for other people. And you present like the concept of going live with other people. Yeah. Um, which really does help with growth with Instagram. It really does. Um, how did you first get into coaching with the social media? Like, how did that first come about? Um a really good question. Um, try. I I think I would say I feel like people were like asking me questions, mm-hmm. and I would say almost even more. Like I I um, wanted to ask other people questions. <laughs> like I wanted mm-hmm. to be like, well, how do you do this? Especially as I started to look off Instagram onto other platforms, um, and a lo- most people don't respond especially if you're just dming them on instagram but um and asking for advice but like on telegram actually often people will respond there's a lot of resources so but actually you know it's hard for me to exactly remember i just you know i my dad's a teacher oh okay i i i really like i like academics i think i've just always liked the idea of having a class and like teaching a class and i like sharing knowledge i like talking about aesthetics i like talking about tactics too i mean mm-hmm. growing instagram is part really good content it's about having part good content and part um really analyzing how to grow so it was kind of very much a numbers game and i guess i should say like when i was in college undergrad I did dance and biology so I was also just really interested in a way and just like the numbers and like getting the right answer and and seeing the results so I think I've just always had this sort of like academic interest and it made sense to me because it was like the thing that I um could teach that could that you know I have a great resume for I actually first tried thinking about starting it um not particularly for sex workers just for like kind of, I guess, more mainstream models or Instagrams, but it felt very inauthentic. It didn't really feel right. So then I basically rethought about it as just being for sex workers. And I wanted you to do it for me, not for sex. I remember I was (laughs) like, can you, can you, cause um, when they, I was monetized on IG and I'm like, do you know how to do this and grow this? And you're like, oh, just for, and I was like, oh, darn, I need her to learn. Like I needed it mainstream with some of the other stuff I do. Yeah. Valuable to also like do it for regular businesses because Mm -hmm. 
what's crazy is um, people will ask me what I'm, you know, I told you earlier, I'm in SAG and sometimes I work on TV or movies and they'll go, so what else do you do? And I go, I work on social media. I don't like Uh go into it. And they go, well, what exactly do you do with social? They won't stop. And I'm like, I help people grow on, on social medias. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't say where they're growing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I help people grow. I didn't say what exactly they're growing. And they'll bother me. And then I've had people like hit me up and ask, and I'm like, oh my God, like they're bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm definitely have been thinking now that I sort of have my strategies really <laughs> solid. I have definitely been thinking about trying to launch a version for non-sex workers because there's so much junk out there. Like there's so much. And then like the nice thing about, I guess I should call us not necessarily sex workers, but sexy models. The nice thing about sexy models is you actually learn how that, how it all works in a way that I think if you don't have something that people want to see, it's a lot harder to learn how it works. So I've been thinking, I want to eventually, I mean, this is probably like a definitely, I don't know, a few years down the line, but I've been wanting and probably will eventually release something of that nature. Cause it's really fascinating. And I think we have great tactics that we can, that you could apply there. It just takes some like practice. Right. Well, no, I can say one thing. So I have two different podcasts and the one for sex workers, the sex, it's so easy to book. The sex workers show up on time. They are like, when I ask for stuff like picture, whatever, you know, like some people will flake or whatever, but I booking and then them showing up everything mm-hmm. like the sex workers are down for their money they're down to work mm-hmm. then my comedy podcast that's where <laughs> i have the most flakes that's so funny or they don't even know how to talk like because sometimes i'll do it on zoom and i'll never forget i had a guy he didn't know how to turn the camera on on his computer <laughs> and i was just like you know the hoes know more than the, like <laughs> <laughs> the hoes are like smarter here but there's something to be said about sex workers that we are fierce we oh, know yeah we we want the we want yes. our bread we want Absolutely. our money and all that Absolutely. so um back with the coaching because I'd like to talk more about this because uh you do have a very unique program and you have gotten to 5.5 million which is impressive. 5.4, but almost 5.5. By the time you release the podcast, hopefully. Yeah, it'll be at (laughs) 5.5. Not a lot of people. um, I'm so scared. I'm a person that's scared of IG. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really scared. Like sometimes I feel like, oh, let me not post. Oh, let me hide the nipple or something. Um, When did it really like start to evolve? How long ago did your, your class start getting it going on? My class, so for my class, I, my class started, it was part, it was a bit into the pandemic. Oh, it was a pre-pandemic. Oh my gosh. I think it was, I think the first class was pre-pandemic, sorry, pre-telegram. For mm-hmm. me, it was pre-pandemic. Um, and then, and then, yeah. And then it's just been picking up steam since basically I started with a class that I called the million follower immersive, which was about how to get a million followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I actually just relaunched it to cover all social media sites because um Instagram is great and I think it's a really excellent way to really visualize and get your brand and story and figure out how to shoot beautiful content. 
Um, but it's not the only platform and some people will grow really well on other platforms as well. So I, I've, yeah, diversified and got into others. And now I call it the social success intensive. Um, and it's been super fun. It's like, it's actually very, very intense. We like, And you we'll- do a lot with your coaching. You're not just like, it's yeah. not just a little telegram and a monthly meeting. Yeah. You are, you are, you really do some intensive yeah, yes, work yes. with your Yeah. I mean, the last class, I think we had five people and we would meet Mondays and we would meet for four to five, four hours, I think four hours. Wow. Yeah. And that would, and like, we would often not even take a break because we'd get so like into it. So we just, yeah, we really look at everyone's profiles. I call it, so the method, I call it story, show, share. So the idea is to first figure out your story, which is like your brand. And then the show is how to create really beautiful content and then share is how to post on different platforms and then how to grow on the platforms. So it's really fun. And on, honestly, it's also like, it helps me stay on top of my game too. I'm like, wow. okay, I got to stay on top of it like as well. So, so you do a total but, of four hours straight every yeah. week and it yeah. isn't for like, I forgot how many weeks you do it. Yeah. So, um, so the new, the social success intensive is one month. So it's four classes Mm-hmm. Of four hours. And then also the telegram group is typically, well, it ha- is very, very active. So then we also like touch base on in between in the telegram group. And then I tend to stay in touch with people. I'm actually just starting um, a, 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 something to do after the social success intensive because people want more and a month can go. By fast. I, I need you to do a podcast like class. That? Have, you need to do a podcast, like figuring it more because I've been figuring out everything on my own about podcast yeah. and um oh how I, did you podcast that's a great idea yeah l- let me put it in your head so you figure yeah. it out and I could just go to <laughs> like I'll that's give you great. all my info yeah no, no that that's such a good idea that- and actually I just started a podcast too um actually like a couple let's see I start did my first interviews in January and I call mm-hmm. it women as in art and I'm interviewing people in the art world about the role of women in art. Oh, okay. wow. I obviously have a kind of particular take on it um, yeah. that I've already expressed in this, in our talk, but um, I try to just be really open-minded and kind of in, in, invite anyone. So I went through the process also of figuring out. Oh, how to okay. Do- so, you know, yeah. But together we could probably write a really killer document on that. Yes. Yes. We'll, we have to get together cool. about that. that yeah. No. Great. No, I've gone to you before, but can you figure this out? <laughs> and I've said that to you too. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think because it's, it's two brains sometimes work better than one. So, totally. yeah. So you have, you are covering uh, IG, Twitter. Let me try mm-hmm. thinking of all the other platforms that you're on. Yeah. Twitter, Reddit, Reddit. TikTok, Facebook, Reddit. OnlyFans and any other sites, also like sex.com, like now Red Gifts. We do mm-hmm. a little Sex Panther. Fat Life is actually a really big underutilized platform mm-hmm. um, that I, as a sort of not super fetish model, I mean, I'm, I don't really think of myself as a fetish model, but I, I get great at sort of traction there, which is really kind of one of the big discoveries. I'm trying to do discord because I want to like discover what discord can be. I feel like that's untapped telegram to similar like telegram for fans, I think is someone. Right. 
it. Yeah. So there, so I'm, so I'm always expanding. And so it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's fun. It's super fun. Um, it's kind of like, uh, all consuming too. Cause like you could spend all day trying to learn about these, this stuff, obviously. Yeah. And each platform, each yeah. social media platform is so different. Now with yeah. TikTok, I don't know, TikTok that I have gotten kicked off for this and yeah. I am so clean. Yeah. I'm like, how much more cleaner, but I have triple E's TikTok, <laughs> like TikTok got rid of me. And I was talking about Christmas Eve dinner and I'm like, what the hell? And I was like, and then somebody's like, cause I don't know. How do you feel about people buying back when they lose an IG or they lose a TikTok? I'm just not comfortable with that. I'm like, I lost it. And I was like, okay, I wasn't gaining on it. Cause I always track where I gain. Yeah. I, and I was like, oh yeah. no. I I'm like, oh, that's lost forever. Like, how do you feel about TikTok? Your opinions? Oh, TikTok. I've also been deleted a numerous times again, like you say, like kind of no reason. So I just think TikTok, I mean, if I'm advising a model, typically what I'll say is just that TikTok is more of a throwaway account platform, Mm. unfortunately. I think personally that if you just link to an OnlyFans through anything, I think they can somehow, they find that eventually and then they they eventually delete you. Um, that's my theory because they're obviously, because the, the most common thing I'll hear people say is they'll be like, well, but like so-and-so is in a bikini, you know, but typically when you look at so-and-so's link, they don't have an OnlyFans in it. And so I, I just think that TikTok is unfortunately throwaway. I've tried many times to keep my TikTok. I, I will keep trying, but I, I, I can't explain it. And um, then what gets me is I have seen girls like do the most and I'm like, how are they still on here? Yeah. I'm like, and then me, yeah, I'm talking about, yeah. Uh, literally uh notawena which is like the christmas and i wrote something in spanish what i was eating and i'm like oh my god did they really like i literally it was about christmas eve and it was the crazy thing i noticed though about tiktok being in new york mm-hmm. when i post in new york i don't get so much like mm-hmm. it never really went viral or anything and mm-hmm. then i was in tampa where my some of my family's at and that the, it was before it got deleted, it was going crazy. And I was like, oh, wow. And I think I, it's yes. certain areas. I feel like if you're Definitely. in a highly populated area like L.A. or New York, you're not going to get the action because it works on. Yeah. Um, or or I would say it's like if you're in an area that's more pro-sex versus and like kind of sex negative versus pro-sex. So like if you like a lot of the bigger accounts where they can actually turn around and show their butt, obviously with like a bikini or something on, they're like Latin or you know, they're like south south they're like south of us basically. And I think it's, I think it's because it's like, it, they do show you to your, your area where you are. And I think they're just a lot less likely to report down there. I think in New York, you're going to come with a lot of women who don't like you basically reporting in Florida, I guess, less women not liking you. I had the same experience. I was in Phoenix and I posted a TikTok. It did so well. I was, I was flying to New York and then like I landed in New York and the TikTok was like dead. Yeah. Uh, in Phoenix and I'm doing super well for a while, I should say. So it's, yeah, there, that's super sure. It's a weird, yeah. like TikTok is, I, I personally, I'm, I'll be happy if they ban it. I'll yeah. be like, I'm what, I'm just ready <laughs> if they ban it. And I know some people were mad, but mm-hmm. yo, like, I don't yeah. know. It's made some weird celebrities. Yeah. It's, 
it's made some weird, weird, weird celebrities. That yeah. Well, and it's part of why I still really like Instagram is because you can be a sex worker. You can have an OnlyFans link, mm-hmm. not in your bio on Instagram, but like somewhere else. And you're not going to get deleted for that. And that's hopefully, I'm hoping they'll really embrace that as their niche relative to TikTok. Um, because in the end, I think that's often why people are on Instagram as opposed to TikTok these days. Right. So that's like part of what's cool. Because I think with Instagram, you really can build an account and keep it. Obviously, I think that because I have, but also there are a lot of large models, big models who have successfully kept their Instagram and do have an OnlyFans in their link tree yeah. or whatever. Whatever they decide to. Yeah. I've been using Beacon. Yeah, I like Beacons a lot. Is really yeah. nice. I pay the 10 extra bucks because I can see the analytics. Um, okay. And I like, I like that aspect because I can see where what's helping me, what's not helping me. You know what I'm That's saying? Great. But every, I think everybody has, like you said earlier, we all, everybody individually has their one platform that they do well on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like one person might do well on IG, one person might do well on Twitter, yeah. one person. I've noticed for me, the one that's doing really well is Facebook. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. Like, and for me, my Facebook really, is terrible. <laughs> real, I don't I don't know what happened. I started it during the pandemic and then I just noticed that the more I post, mm-hmm. but my audience is of course on there, it's a lot of Arabic men, a lot of Indian men because mm-hmm. of the dark hair. So that that plays a factor, I feel like. Interesting. Yeah. Because I look, I also look at the countries. Yes, that's great. Of who likes me, the yeah. middle of America is not crazy about me. <laughs> oh, interesting. Mm-mm. Like the state of California, like they love me. Huh. Yeah, California loves me. They're good. They've been good. New York, eh? Just the, yeah, New York's. <laughs> it's weird. You're it's the first weird. model I think I've met, like who's big on Instagram and who's just like present in online work, online content um, from New York. There are very few. You know what? I thought that was so weird. Yeah. You're the only person I know too. That was, well, when you were, you know, you're here, you move, but um, I, I thought it was so weird when I was on telegram and nobody is really here in New York. That's bit, I know, I know of people that are performers or sex workers, but it was just weird. Like this is the biggest city. Yeah. In the United States. Um, yeah. I also think that because there's so many opportunities for work here. We're in yeah. the middle of the country. They don't have, you know, you've lived here before. You know the money. You you know how, you you, you know what I'm saying? You've walked yeah. around Midtown or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, different yeah. places. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of jobs here. So I think that's yeah. a factor because I think when I got on Telegram, I noticed it was people like cities I never heard of in middle yeah. America. Totally. Uh, I'm like, where, huh? What? And where? What? Like, so funny. Yeah. Well, Uh, I've always, I've always also thought that like it, it might also be because people are often doing in-person work in New York because there's so much money and people there. So that's, I've often thought that, but it's surprising. It's just super surprising. There are just how few online, I guess, online workers <laughs> there are. Oh, in, in person, they do get the most money here, I feel like, out of any yeah. other city. Because I've seen girls' rates and I'm like, yo. Well, yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> totally. saying? And I think the big thing with sex work is, you know, of course, we do the content. But I had the time where I did other forms of sex work. There's a lot of girls that don't want to be known. Yeah. 
And I think that's where like in New York, they have other jobs and they just don't want to be known. It's not that serious. Yeah. Yeah. There's an advantage to that for sure. Right. (laughs) So it's it's a disadvantage. It's a totally, totally different world. Now you, wasn't there a time you were on Patreon? Yes. I have tried Patreon a few times and basically never succeeded. So I don't know. I'm not sure why. Cause you think art and uh, you know, you think it's a pretty right. good place for art, but for it never really worked. And that's actually a big part of why I was slow to getting on OnlyFans. I was like, Oh, I don't know. It seems kind of like Patreon, but um, it's a very different. It's totally How different. was, um, so you had your own site and then you went to Patreon. Did you close? What happened to your original site? Oh, um, when did I do my Patreon? I can't really remember. Um, I think I had my original site. I can't remember when I tried Patreon, but it never went well. Mm. Um, um, I left it up for a while and I eventually stopped updating it. Um, I've thought when, when OnlyFans said they were kicking us all off in like Mm. a couple, like in August of whenever, Yeah, I did like rebuild it, redesign it, but then I ended up not to try to offer different content there, but I ended Mm -hmm. up not really pursuing it. Um, And I have to say that as someone, as someone who has been on my own website, OnlyFans just is so much better. And I think it's just because, you know, people are signed up already. It's a brand name. Everyone knows it's just the, the flow of money there is much better. I have Yeah, no, I, I totally agree because um, I remember back in the day, Mike, like my really good friend, she was on one website and mm-hmm. then people would, be, there was so much scams back in the day with websites or paying webmasters or yeah. different people. And I think with OnlyFans, I remember girls yeah. complaining about 20%. I know. And and I was like, what? Huh? Like, yeah. because the reality of, of when you were maintaining your site, how would that was? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, yeah, totally. It costs more. Um, and you have to have a CCville account, which has a yearly fee. CCville itself. I, I can't remember what percentage they take, but it's something like 15%. Like it's not that much less than OnlyFans takes. Mm -hmm. And then the fact, I mean, everyone complains that the site doesn't work, which is definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, there are challenges with it, but at least you're not having to do your own tech, right. Because doing your own tech is a whole nother thing there. So, or, or paying someone for it either way. Right, right, right. So you got, you got joined OnlyFans right at the pandemic or before? Yeah. Right at, right at a couple months into. Yeah. And then that experience, when you really dived in with all the sex workers, what were your thoughts? I loved it. I, I, I felt, I just, I love to find other models and who were, cool. Like I said, in New York, I like felt like I hadn't had a community of, or friends who, who do, who do it at all. Again, just no one who does like the online stuff. And so, and it's fun because you can travel anywhere. Um, I love, I really love creating content um, for Instagram and OnlyFans. It's just really fun. I get really creative with it. Um, so yeah, I was just really amazed and I was amazed at how fast like the signups were and stuff. I was just like really shocked. Oh, in the beginning, I remember yeah. I got on OnlyFans actually in 2017, but didn't work it till 2018. Mm. And I remember December of 2018, I was like, wow. And this is when you could charge like 10 bucks 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they were coming yeah. in and I was like, wow. Yeah, and, it's wild. And they were happy with me just putting a picture on the feed. Yeah. Now I'm like, you got to do a picture on the feed. You got to like, right. it's now it's a whole. Yeah. It's a whole ball game of work. Now things are just like totally, totally, totally different. You know yeah. what I mean? And then we've got to re- rework it and all that other stuff. It's um, true. Oh, there was something else I wanted to ask you. And now my brain that I've always wanted to ask you too. And now my brain, oh, no. something else. Oh, yes. When you are planning out to do your content, like what is a typical week when you were like, yeah, this is something that's just in my mind. Like, cause I, I, I never see any recycled photos. I never noticed it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How, what was that planning schedule and then shooting schedule typically in a week when you were really active? Very good question. So when I first started, I was doing, like I was living in New York and I would fly somewhere. So it was about every other, or sorry, about every month and a half, I would fly somewhere for like maybe a week or maybe a little more um, because New York looks terrible unless you have oh, yeah. money and New York is so ugly. So, you know, and I was cold too. So I was always flying basically the Southwest or Miami done a little in California, but mainly the Southwest is just so beautiful and cheap. So I would fly there. I would shoot for basically seven days straight. And I did that for a really long time. Um, Later on, when I stopped doing that, I I would do about like one day a week often, Um, especially if I was like stuck in New York, like during the pandemic, I was a bit more, you know, stuck in New York one spot, I would do like one day um, and just shoot um, a lot that one day, Um, but that often wasn't as much on location. So that's, that's been pretty much what I've done. So it's a lot of shooting for sure. And, you know, I was trying to like, how many hours a day were you shooting when you did travel like that? So I would shoot basically six hours a day, I would say. Wow. Yeah. So like I would kind of wake up late, typically try to do some yoga. By the time I get going, I'd be shooting around one. And then I, I would shoot a natural light. So let's say sunsets at like seven, I would be done by seven typically and then have dinner and go to sleep. <laughs> or, wow. Because you know. yeah, a lot of your photos, I was always wondering like, how does she take all these photos? Like, how does she get this? T- so you yeah. would actually leave New York. That's a whole yes. pro- like, yes, that is what you got to do. Yes. Wow. Exactly. I would, during the pandemic, I was renting hotel rooms at, because they were like $80 for five-star hotel. Smart. And, and no, no Mo Soho, which is my favorite hotel because they have the blue black ground. Uh-huh. I can always spot it. I can spot when somebody's <laughs> over there too. That's our, <coughs> in Soho. That's my favorite area to shoot around Soho. But it's mm. like I'm now I'm over it where I'm like, oh, yeah, I need some I, different scenery. Totally, and I find it really hard to shoot in my house, basically, mm. or in my apartment. Like I often will do it a little bit, like like right when I moved to my apartment, right when I started doing content, I would do a little bit, but I just like I just can't get inspired, so. Um, I like scouting locations and going places and I like the trip too. It was always nice to get out of New York. It's New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 Really yeah. nice to get out of. <laughs> so yeah. I like nature too. I really like being outside. So that's, 
that kind of sometimes I'd match the trips a little bit. I used to do like big backpacking trips. Did you do, to... did you go, what's it, that one trail? What's it yeah. called? Yeah, the Arizona Trail. Yes. <coughs> How long I, was that? It took me six weeks. <laughs> so I was. You really did. Cause I remember you did that. But you had it shoot. So you backpacked, but how did you look so good the whole time? Cause that's. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, well, um, I mean, I brought makeup and I, oh, and I did, I, I did. So I would refresh stuff like, mm-hmm. like once or twice a week. So mm-hmm. I would refresh clothing and makeup, you know, I maybe touched up the photos a little and maybe helped <laughs> a bit. Oh, but no, I mean, it's all about, it's often all about angle and light and, um, yeah, it, it was, it was, that was a really fun experience. Actually. I was like, really, really. And I thought I was going to take a huge hit on my income uh-huh. because I wasn't going to be online as much. I wasn't really like doing my normal thing, but it turned out being like my best month ever because wow. I was so active doing it in real time. It was, it was really fun. Wow. Yeah. I would have looked like a mess. Well, I would have. I, I did though. <laughs> no. But you'd all the photos look. I remember when you did that, and I'm like, "How is she? Wow, <laughs> so she's really an artist. Like this is the real deal. <laughs> no, to pull that off. And you're right about the house because you see this background right here where I have yeah. all my. I am so over this, but then it looks kind of good. But I yeah. did, and I have a big 1,500 square foot apartment in Brooklyn. And I have two different bedrooms that I work out of. And sometimes I work out of the third, but it's con you get so sick of your apartment that you're like, ah, Oh God. Yeah. 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 So I I really can't, it's so hard to shoot in my apartment. It's great. You, if you, when you have like a location and a time, you know, you got to show up, you got to shoot because you got to like make your money back, you know, and it's, and you're there and your energy back and all of that, like, but shooting can be hard too. I mean, getting going shooting is just for the other any creators listening. It's not always easy. Like obviously it looks easy in the end with the content right. you're making, but it can be hard. Sure. Being on location brings different challenges too. Um, but I think everybody who does it, it's, it's an artistic endeavor in some way, because you're having to make all these choices in terms of location, light, costuming everything where you're putting it it's all I think I like to think of it as business art kind of yeah but do you plan it out ahead of time like like with the outfits or whatever I try to do that the best that I can yeah honestly I don't I I tend to I tend to over I just over bring outfits so I'll be like okay I need per day I want like 10 tops, 10 bottoms, 10 panties, a few bras, or like, you know, like I'll be like, however much I want. Um, and then I'll just bring, that's not per day. That's like almost a day and a half of shooting, but, and so I'll just bring it and then I'll put it together on set and, or set on location. And, um, and I do choose the locations for sure. And Mm -hmm. I choose ones I think are beautiful, but I get most of my inspiration from location, from being there. Um, and heels are a big thing for my, for me, for my brand. Um, but no, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I try to think, are there times I plan more? Not really, but there are times when I had not as large a wardrobe and I would like basically buy a bunch of stuff and then just bring everything I bought, I guess. Mm. 
I um, used to do the sheen. Was it sheen? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause we have to buy so much clothes, like, yeah. And change the outfits and be creative, but I have to plan the outfit. I have to know the outfit and feel it's right for my body. Do you have that or no? Like you got to know the outfit or you could just throw on anything and feel. Basically, if it'll get on my body, I'll wear it. (laughs) Like if it's too small and I can't get it over my head or or over my hips, that's often a problem for me. Like it'll just get stuck at my butt basically. Um, No, I don't plan it. I'm. Yeah. Just because it would be too, like almost expensive too. I, so I'm not always very, you know, sometimes outfits are wonderful and comfortable and sometimes they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, for me, I, maybe it's because I have such big boobs. Yeah. That's and I ha- I'm going to downsize though soon. I'm going to um, go in and just, I'm, I'm because they're too heavy and yeah. it's too much. And then for the other stuff that I do, I don't want to uh, like I, you know, I am getting older, so I just want to, I'm going to downsize and take out yeah. my implants and be a normal double D. <laughs> That's still quite big. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I have to kind of, I don't know. I have my social media clothes because mm-hmm. oh. I have to be really, really careful. And then I have my only fans clothes. Yes. And example, I went to Exotica last weekend in Chicago And I realized I was like, I wanted to dress sexy because I never really publicly can dress sexy in New York. Um, Definitely can't wear certain outfits on the subway. And um, I I was like, oh shit, I can't really take pictures. And Mm -hmm. I was trying, yeah. And I kind of like messed myself up because I was like, oh my gosh, none of these, I can only post these pictures on OF. But I right. need way more pictures for social media. Right. Dealing with that dilemma yeah. know, is a pain because it's yeah. like, yeah, the, okay, Twitter photos. Okay, yeah. the yes. yes, yes, definitely. Well, and I should say, I don't wear this. The, the clothing that I shoot in is all planned in terms of its purchase for shooting, right. typically. Like sometimes, but my everyday clothing is much more casual and yeah. the gym base basically oh yeah it's nice well thank you so much for coming on get schooled um please share with my audience all your social medias and also your coaching information because it's uh very impressive that you are at 5.4 now but it'll probably be (laughs) 5.5 after this episode so if you could share with that with all of my audience yeah. So my main Instagram is just Instagram.com forward slash Ona artist spelled O N A A R T I S T. Um, from there, you can find pretty much everything. Um, my coaching empire is called your best Insta. And to get to that, I would recommend going to the website, yourbestinsta.com. And I have a free telegram group with lots of, lots of resources. The class I mentioned about how to not get deleted from Instagram, all of that stuff is in the telegram group. Um, so you can contact me in any of the ways to get to that, but it is linked through link to through yourbestinsta.com. And then I guess the podcast, since this is a podcast, the podcast that I'm doing is called Women As In Art. And the website for that is womenasinart.com. And that links through, if you follow those links, you'll get to um, more of my 
arty, arty, I call arty artwork um, as well. So I think, did I cover everything? Yeah, you certainly did. Well, thank you for being on Get Schooled.